Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Three million Americans filed jobless claims last week. The eight-week total is 36.5 million. Think about that. As I said earlier, that's almost the entire population of this country. So how bad is the U.S. economic employment picture, which uh, inevitably, as you know, will affect Canada and Canadians? And how will Americans deal with that when it comes to election time? It's a lot going to happen between now and November. Heather Long is uh, economics correspondent with The Washington Post. She joins us on the Chorus Radio Network. Heather, thank you for the time. Hi, good to be here. How bad are things in the United States as far as the general economic picture is concerned? And now I'm, I'm hearing words like Great Depression at least some of the time, and I read that actually in a Washington Post article earlier this week. Uh, there's no doubt that the amount of job loss and the amount of activity loss that we are seeing right now is Depression-era levels that we haven't seen since the 1930s. The United States has one in five workers who are currently out of work in states like Michigan. Uh, it's one in four. So this is very real. Obviously, the United States and, you know, to a certain extent, Canada, many parts of the world, made an active decision to shut down our economies, most of our economy, in order to try to stop the spread of this virus. So we knew it was going to be bad. Uh, most economists say this is the worst month, May, sort of April, May is the worst period. The real question is, how fast can we recover? We are starting to reopen a lot of the U.S. economy. And, you know, I've been telling people, look, the reality is we're going to be in a zombie-like economy where a number of businesses are about 50% open, especially restaurants and these types of and gyms and these types of businesses that have been severely hurt. So we're not going to bounce back as quickly as we want. No, it's going to take time. It really will take, I think, a, a lot of time. And a lot of it has to do with how many businesses actually survive. And uh, I've actually seen stories, and again, in the Washington Post, where it was uh, written that not only small businesses are facing really serious survival challenges, but also larger companies are in that boat. Very much so. On the larger company side, you have seen... Uh, some famous retailers in the United States, J.C. Penney is one, uh, J. Crew is another one that have already filed for bankruptcy. We're seeing something similar on the energy side uh, with gas prices so low. I'm sure it's similar in Canada. A number of uh, U.S. producers cannot survive at this level. So there's rumors and, and sort of speculation that more of those companies will file for bankruptcy this summer. But again, those industries were already rocky even before the pandemic. I think what's different on the small business side is this: you see, you see so many restaurants and small stores. They survive Walmart. They survive the arrival of Amazon, but they cannot survive this pandemic. I had reported earlier this week we've seen at least a hundred thousand small businesses in the United States go out of business permanently closing their doors. That's about 2% of small businesses so far. 100,000 in, in, in just this week, this past week? Uh, not this, yeah, not this week. Sorry, that, that would be um, since the pandemic began. So basically April and the, the latter two weeks of March. And the reason that's happening is 
uh, in the United States, the way our government has chosen to help small businesses is to offer them um, a low-cost loan or offer them a grant, but 75% of the grant, so the bulk of that grant money, has to go towards paying workers. And so many, particularly small restaurant owners, they tell me that just isn't feasible. They aren't allowed to open right now. Maybe they're doing a little bit of takeout. They don't need 100% of their workers. What they really need is money to pay their rent so when they can eventually reopen, they can hire people again, but that is not how our government structured the agency. Yeah, we're running into the same sort of situation, not not identical, but not far, uh, not, not, not much separation between the points. Uh, in, in this country, where 75% of salaries are subsidized for, and there are riders, of course, that come into play, and the small businesses are facing real, real issues. With rent, we have about 20 seconds, Heather. What about the uh, situation between President Trump and the public health officials? How's that going to play out? The economy has to open, and yet he's being told no. <laughs> well, I think it's very clear at the moment that President Trump is, uh, he doesn't want to take the blame for reopening the economy going badly. So you'll notice he keeps pushing it off both on public health officials and on governors. He sort of says, you make your own decisions. Right. And you let it see what happens. Okay. Heather, thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Good talking to you. You too. Thank you. Heather Long, economics correspondent with the Washington Post. When we come back. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.